Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Zoho Live. We're talking about privacy and security today, and we're talking to Haider Nizam, the president for Zoho in the Middle East and Africa region, also the vice president for product management at Zoho. He has been with Zoho for over two decades now, and he has built not one, not two, but 10 different products inside Zoho. Haider's introduction is never complete without mentioning some of the products he built from the scratch, which includes Zoho's low-code enterprise-ready platform called the Zoho Creator, and Zoho's very own scripting language called Deluge, which is used by almost all of Zoho's products. Welcome to Zoho Live, Haider. Thank you, Vanadi. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. Haider, I know this is a very important session, and I have a huge list of questions, and I'll start with the basics. What is data privacy and security, and how does it get compromised? Sure. I think if you really, really look closer, privacy and security go with each other. Uh, privacy is a policy or intent by a company on how they collect and process the data, while security is how you are going to store the data, you know, in a secured way, in a database or in a data store. So I can give an example. Uh, take a bank. You know, if you want to open an account in a bank, you go to the bank and you provide your, all your personal information like your name, age, your address, and some of the other sensitive information like your tax ID or your driving license or your passport. No, you provide all the personal information. So the bank has to, you know, they have to store the data of all the customers in a very secure way. That is security. But the bank can actually pass on the phone numbers to third party, and which means that Though the bank may be secured, but when it comes to privacy, they are not really, you know, concerned about the customer. So some businesses could be secure enough, but they may not be sound enough on privacy. And when the bank data get compromised, it goes to the, you know, uh, bad guys, the hackers, and then your all the customers' data gets exposed. That's when you are breached on security and as well as on privacy. So that's a uh, you know, difference between privacy and security. Privacy is more of an intent or a policy of a company. And when it comes to personal information, you know, so you have all the user data in terms of username, your age or address, and all the sensitive information, your tax ID and other stuff, you know, those are called the personal information in the security context. Got it. Got it. Thanks, Aida. That's a simple and uh, effective analogy as well. Let me ask you, what are the various ways or methods to through which privacy could be breached? Yeah, I think the privacy could be breached uh, when, you know, when there is a surveillance companies. You know, uh, basically, the privacy or your user data is being traded by the surveillance companies. So you have to really step back and understand what these surveillance companies are and i would put them in two buckets one is the consumer surveillance and then you have the business surveillance so let's take a consumer surveillance because it's important to understand what is consumer surveillance because every business user is ultimately a consumer you are consuming something and then the then you become a business user or you are running a business so as a consumer you know the first step is you go and buy a you know, smartphone you get a connection from a service provider and there's no guarantee that the service provider I mean not selling your location or your phone number to any third party and then you go and buy a gadget from your store local store like a speaker and these days speakers come with you know a, a virtual assistant 
which is nothing but an invisible person always listening to you and uh, you know listening all all your conversations and that's a smart speakers you know so as a consumer you have something shared by the telephone service providers then you have the smart speakers always on invisible person listening to your conversation and then your mobile operating system right you always your virtual assistant is on which means that for the convenience purpose you are having the virtual assistant on but someone is actually listening to it so all these information are fed to the surveillance companies and then you go to the internet you are accessing some website and those website you have been accessed and all your tracking all your activity in your uh, you know in your browser is being tracked by the surveillance companies or it is tracked by the websites and sold to the surveillance companies you know unfortunately one of the browser prominent browser is being produced by such a surveillance company you know chrome is produced by google so all your activity is being tracked and it's not just your online activity you know you go to a local store you buy some you know you intend to buy some product and you make an enquiry and that local store can get your personal information your identity and what product you're interested and that information can be passed back to the surveillance company and doesn't stop there yet no surveillance companies are really tying up with credit card companies so all your purchase history all your transaction details all your activity all your uh, you know uh, which products you purchase this month every data is being fed back to the surveillance company interesting i saw the news that uh, you know um, uh, companies like google they are gathering millions of health data from us citizen so that's scary right think about it for a second all your information right from your you know internet activity which site you visited you know all that activity and your smart gadgets inside your home listening always to all your conversation and then you visit local stores you know what intent you want to you know which product you want to buy because they are interested in all this data because so that they can spend or they can target exact ads to you and so that you go to local store and come back to your home and and you know, do a search or you go to the website any website you have been shown an ad for the product which you have been interested in asked for a enquiry in the local store so that's a kind of uh, you know consumer surveillance has taken you know uh, 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 as as taken off in last decade so this ad based business any consumer company which has ad based business the thousands of company out there in the market and privacy actually don't mix with each other so that's a uh, you know the consumer surveillance part so it's important to understand the surveillance so that how your data can be can be breached or potentially can breach so coming to the next bucket the the, the business surveillance so as i said business can be selling something can be selling a product sell, can be selling the goods can be selling the services so they need not be in the ad business but they can collect the data they can sell it to the or share it to the surveillance company either in exchange of money or in exchange of free services from companies like surveillance companies like you can get a google adwords credit by selling some data to the uh, surveillance companies so that's why it's very important you look for business website which has a tracker third party tracker inside it no because these surveillance companies the business con contact they claim themselves as a data platform providers or data aggregation services collecting data from hundreds of so sources they take pride that they are collecting data about you from your from hundreds of sources so that they know better better about you than yourself you know so um in that sense right it is it's really dangerous and um, even in business context the consumer gadgets are getting into the business context take a projector you know we used to have a projector in the boardroom 
So these have been replaced by smart TVs. So all your business discussion done in a confined in a room are being fed into the smart TV. They can take a snapshot, send it back to the vendor, and that can get into the hands of surveillance companies, and that they can sell it to the ad- advertisers. You know, so that's right. why it's important to understand these things. And uh, recently, I saw the news that uh, Salesforce and Oracle got fined. Being a business company, you know why they got fined by the uh, European Union? They paid a hefty fine of 10 billion euros for GDPR violations. So that's a tough question we have to ask. Why did they? I mean, being a business company, you're not a consumer company, you're not an ad-based business, but still, you know, you have to be very careful about, uh, you know, business companies as well selling business software. That's great, so, uh, Haider. Yeah. yeah. So, so you uh, made a very important, uh, very nice and an interesting point, Haider. Data aggregation and uh, data holding—it's all just a fancy term for just somebody surveilling on you. I mean, uh, doing their surveillance on you. Yeah, I think uh, you know. these are the you know fancy marketing lingo but ultimately you know whatever you call i call it as data aggregator you know i provide very uh, detailed insight about your target audience so that you can do a very targeted marketing you know these are the fancy terms but underneath okay. you're actually collecting the sensitive information of a user without their intent without their consent got it and yeah. we'll talk in brief about uh, the business surveillance part of it hi the thanks for touching upon the consumer surveillance as well uh, but before that um, let's understand there must be a technological element which helps all of these companies whoever they are whether their business is based on ad models or whether they are actual surveillance companies there must be a technology element that is enabling them to do all of these things namely uh, something like cookies or third party trackers or embed codes so can you shed some light on what these things are and how they enable um, surveillance companies to track on us sure i think cookie is a, a double edged sword so you can have a cookie so that the cookie purpose is you leave a trace about the user activity in your browser so next time when the user comes in and accesses the website you know you know what the previously what user has done so that they can start from there or you can really assist the user in terms of not able to do the previous steps you know that's the whole purpose of cookie but you have to be very careful about business website you are visiting no you might be visiting a business website could be oracle.com it could be take any website any business website so as soon as a business website is serving tens of ads inside the website which it's not intended or which is not the real purpose of you visiting the website those are third party trackers you know so without even you clicking the ad so these third party ad trackers actually put a trace about them as a cookie inside the website knowing that you have visited this website and they know about it or uh, a company which you may not know third party knows that you have visited this website because that ad is been embedded in one of the website which you have been interested and visited the website so you have to be very careful any website serving third party you have to be careful because they can do cross site tracking they can do retargeting you no know? so which whenever you search a, a product you know we go to any uh, any website those product ads will be chasing you that's called retargeting right so how they know that which product you are because you visited that you clicked that link from another website but when you go to a website b those same exact uh, you know ads been served this is called retargeting because the trace of such third party trackers leaves on the uh, on your browser so you have to be very careful as a consumer a lot of people are not even aware of this so as soon as you see tons of ad in a website which you no know, uh, which you not you may not be even intend to click it 
that you have to be very careful. Next time you have to be very careful about those websites. And that's the first step. So next step is you have to be very careful about what kind of browser you're using. Now, as soon as, as soon as you are plugged into your connector to the internet, you're not safe. So the first step is make sure you have a, a you know, safest guardian to with whom you are really connecting to the internet. So make sure you have a very safe mode enabled in your browser. Use a uh, browser like Firefox or Opera and use the incognito windows and make sure you have, uh, you know, have the cookies disabled or the, um, you know, your privacy setting should be really strict and check for, um, you know, in, in, when it comes to mobile, make sure the first step is check for your location in the privacy settings. You know, turn off the location. That's a very sensitive information, right? And turn off your mic. Make sure like, uh, you know, some random application can turn on your mic. No, make sure right uh, the the mics are turned off, right? And your photo sharing settings are 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 in, rightly placed. So these are things you have to be very careful. And you are using the right operating system. You no, know? that's why it's important you choose the right phone. You no, know? Apple in fourteen point five uh, release which they did recently. You no, know, uh, they have a feature called app tracking and transparency. So where uh, uh, application has to really declare for what purpose they are really want to have a privacy setting enabled like location service, all right? So, and always on virtual assistant, is it really needed? You know, more than the benefit, it is more harmful. You know, these are personal preferences, but you should really be way on the your your benefit versus the, the kind of damage you can bring in. You know, yeah. your location details goes to the real-time location goes to the hands of wrong people. You know, it can really, you know, uh, cause problem to you. So these are things you should be uh, uh, really uh, careful beyond cookies these are things you have to take care in the phone and also in the browser got it and uh, i mean when we talk about the consumer side it's almost quite clear as to why they want to track us because they want to sell products they want to place their ads but the severity of the issue is not quite clear when it comes to privacy in the business uh, side either so if i am a business how is my privacy and my how is my data uh, secure and what is the stake involved i mean at what point does a company start to lose hold of its data privacy and security yeah that's a good question so as a business you know, so that we spoke about consumer as an individual how to safeguard your uh, privacy uh, details like location and photos and stuff like that so from a business context i think it's important you choose the right vendor a vendor who takes privacy very seriously so though you know you might choose a vendor who are who the vendor would be really selling products to you but if the privacy is weak for example i gave an example of, of oracle and salesforce these are great companies but why they paid fine to european union why they violated the gdpr these are the questions you have to ask and why Oracle, if you go to Oracle, right, you can see, um, you know, tens of third-party trackers embedded in the website. Why they have to have a tracker inside their website? You are visiting the website for Oracle and they are transferring your activity, your data to some third party, tens of third parties. Right, they are right. kind of available in the market. Go to builtwith.com and search for oracle.com or salesforce.com, right? They have right. tens of trackers uh, embedded inside those websites, which means the user came to website, uh, you know, uh, to to know about them, but they have actually passing that information, their user activity to some third party. Right. right. Now, on the contrary, go and look at uh, zoho.com. Just type zoho.com in billwith.com. You can see zero trackers. Right. You know? so that's a kind of a 
uh, you know, very serious uh, stand we took as a company uh, where we don't want to embed any third party tracker. We don't want to pass on that uh, details to any third party. And we know that we are leaving money on the table, you know, I mean, but long term it, it really pays off. So that's okay. important as a company, you have to ask whether you have chosen the right vendor and what kind of history they have, whether they have paid fines, they have breaches, security breaches or privacy breaches. And look at the business model, importantly look at the business model. Are they in ad-based business model, mm-hmm. right? right? For example, as a company, we have Zoho has 60 million users. Just placing a small ad in our email uh, application can yield us uh, you know, tens of hundreds of million in a year. But we don't want to do it. We don't want in that business, right? right? So you have to really ask that question when choosing a right vendor. You know? So right. is the vendor business model is advertisement or selling real product? Right, got it. And um, um, so in a way that companies, businesses might be thinking that they are using a free software from somebody, but and they're probably getting insights about how their website is performing or their product is performing. But at the end of the day, whoever is giving you the free product is also seeing how your website is performing and how your product is performing. Though they are seeing it or not, the data is with them. And at this point, like you say, it is very important for you to deal with what kind of vendor is it from whom you are using the free product. And will this data that you see will also be used by them? And will it also be maybe perhaps sold to somebody else, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, from that, uh, there is also this one very, I mean, prevalent, common, innocent mistake that uh, businesses make either. It is using consumer apps for business purposes. Um, One of the prominent example is WhatsApp and many other instant chat applications like that. Do you think businesses are really aware of the risks and the complications involved in this? This is a great question. I could see this often in nation countries, India, even in uh, Middle East and and countries in Africa as well, right? Where um, no uh, business people, face person, actually using WhatsApp for all the communication and all the uh, business negotiation and even sales contract being shared with the WhatsApp. So think of it for a second. If the salesperson leaves your company, what happens to the data? He goes with happens? it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think all so these are not just from the, uh, you know, uh, from the running the business perspective, even from the auditing perspective, even from the compliance perspective, you want to have all the conversation with a with a with a customer, you know. So the audit trail, the reporting, business intelligence, you know, deriving insights out of your data. These are the fundamental things, right? So that's why you need to really have an organized uh, software, organized uh, system in place. Like for example, a, uh, a salesperson can should be using a CRM system so that their data has been organized and there's a continuity even when the salesperson leaves the company, there's a continuity for all the conversation you the the, the company had with the customer. Same right. goes with employee, employee data, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, employee, I know that a lot of companies, right? Employees asking for a leave in WhatsApp, right? <laughs> right. Now that you want to do a reporting, you want to do their financial calculation based on the leaves, right? So you need to have an HRMS, uh, uh, HRMS system to track all the leave records, project tracking. Right. You need to have a project track. It cannot happen in WhatsApp. You need to have a milestone defined project. You can then analyze like, where we really spent so much time on the project. We can duplicate. We can make it better in the next project, right? So yeah. these are the uh, these are the things I think uh, the you know, uh, company should be very careful about. And remember, WhatsApp is again shares their. They said in recent uh, their privacy statement they can share the details of the user to the parent company Facebook. 
and you know yeah. facebook uh, the whole cambridge and analytics instagram. Yeah. it has right and instagram yeah so so you cannot uh, uh, completely uh, there's privacy issue and then there's a continuity of running your business issue yeah yeah and um, from the way you uh, talk about businesses using these consumer applications say that there seems to be um, a sense of negligence or carelessness you know uh, a way of treating privacy and security as more like a luxury instead of a necessity right 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 so i think that's a uh, that's a very great question you know people lot of people right they say that uh, uh, you know uh, privacy is is a luxury for me uh, uh, it's not a necessity for me you know especially with the young crowd uh, where uh, the teens and people in 20s i mean for them instagram they share whatever they want to share and i mean yeah. they upload and, i mean they don't care about uh, uh, privacy when you talk about privacy they say that it's not for me you know yeah. but the let me ask uh, those people question of like do you have a passcode in your uh, phone or do you have some security in your phone why do you have <laughs> right why you have a password for email yeah and can you hand over your phone to me and uh, ask me to read your chats and and see your pictures no way no way right so what happened those chats and pictures goes into the wrong hands that right. Right. right that's a sensitivity of the whole uh, privacy and um, and uh, so imagine you no know, uh, you have a friend with whom you share a photo you trust that friend and that friend actually shares or sends that photo to some other third party right without your consent right right okay. that's yeah. exactly yeah. what consumers are doing now today people right. who see privacy as a luxury they are trusting companies like uh, you know uh, cloud company like google or social media companies like facebook right and they are uploading their data and uh, right. you know but these companies are making money with your data and 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 these company the company which whom you trust google or facebook they are surveillance company they are selling those data to third party guys and those third party advertisers can be good guys and bad guys right right yeah so yeah we them. don't know the yeah we don't know the consequence of the tiny little things that we may perform online like you say the minute you are online the risk starts you are being surveyed and exactly. yeah and in these things things prob as long as they go good they're good but there has to be we need to always keep in mind that there is a potential risk of it going wrong at any time thanks for uh, sharing that haider and uh, so is there a way we can find out who is surveilling us how can we know is there a way you you spoke about built with you said um, if we pasted uh, companies url in the platform we can see what are all the third party trackers involved in it uh, that's one way is there any other way we can know who is surveilling on us yes uh, definitely as i said uh, the build with tool is for the online when accessing a website and uh, so the fundamental thing is um, whenever you see an ad in any website you should be cautious you know so it is very important you you block those ads so that let all the browsers these days comes with ad blockers you know so just embrace those kind of browsers and make sure you know whenever needed you enable things whenever you need a virtual assistant you may be in a very great mode you want to have your smart speaker turned on for you know uh, for music you know then you can turn on your virtual assistant and then hear your music rather than having it on for every time which means 24/7 that speaker that virtual assistant is listening you listening right. all the conversation at your home right so those are the things you should be 
uh, really careful. So I would say like you should be really start with a very strict privacy and enable things as and when you need it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And also, Haider, there is a perception or rather a misconception that marketing is all about making the best out of the third party trackers that you have in place, you know, holding as much data as possible. And that removing these third party trackers will handicap the marketing team is the sentiment prevalent. Is this true? If it is true, how did Zoho solve this problem? That's a great question. I think Zoho is a living testimony. We don't have trackers. We don't uh, have any marketing uh, you know trackers enabled in our website so i think these are things fundamentally you should ask uh, as as part of your business strategy you know so you have to you'll be leaving money on the table you know um, uh, for example people would say that you cannot really target your uh, you know the user behavior you cannot understand the user behavior so that you can target them with the right uh, solution but i think um, um, you know Zoho is a testimony, as I said. So what you have to do is you cannot get to the bid board. You know the adverts and and having the trackers. You know those are things you really uh, you are really chasing. You are really bidding with other competitors. But when you really think long term, there are a lot of other offline marketing avenues where you can generate leads. Think about uh, uh, era where before uh, digital, how people have been reaching out to uh, their customers, their potential prospects. You know there are a lot of avenues. And today we don't absolutely we don't have any trackers, and we we have our exposure to the online uh, you know uh, marketing and adverts have drastically reduced. You know, right. so still we are thriving, we are doing good. So these are the fundamental things uh, you have to ask. But unfortunately, not many vendors you know have that kind of a luxury because let's assume that you are a cloud-based company, you are a software service company, and you are building a you know CRM product. And you are at the mercy of hosting that application on any cloud company like Google Cloud. Oh yeah. Right. So you are you are you are uh, no you are you are as strong as us. Your weakest link. Right. 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 So right. you are at the mercy of another vendor. So as long as I mean you may have a good intent, want to respect the user privacy, user data, but your customer when they come to your product, your application, which is hosted on a surveillance company's cloud. Uh, Cloud, you know, there's no guarantee that the surveillance company can look at the data because the fundamental business of that company is surveillance. They want to sell all the details to their advertisers, right? Right, right. and that's right. why at Zoho, right, we want to own the complete stack. You know, we run our own data center, we run our own data owner, we run our own server, we right. have our own uh, application services, fifty plus applications done by all of, without depending on any other third parties. You know, right. so um, so those are the things you know. Everyone may not have that luxury, but if you don't have that luxury, then you cannot 100% guarantee privacy to your customers. Right. Got it. Got it. So you're saying go back to the roots. Don't rely on quick hack methods like retargeting, which promises you some sort of a certainty that only relevant people are going to see this ads. Maybe doing marketing the right way, the organic way, and focusing on your business and taking your customers' trust and privacy is going to be a long route, but it's going to be the one that's going to last for long. You're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, 
I think it is safe to also say that, Heather, that, that a, a lack of regulation has uh, so long enabled these big tech giants and illicit data aggregators to have a free run, you know, a great run in an unregulated online world. But slowly, we also see governments across the globe are waking up to it. It's happened in Europe. It's happening in Nigeria and South Africa. It's happening in France. It's also happening in India. Do you think it is time for businesses to prepare not to be hugely reliant on all these easy data holding models for uh, mainly marketing and sales? Of course, of course. I think, uh, you know, more and more we are going to see this. You, know, uh, you are already seeing that uh, um, in countries like uh, in uh, you know, Nigeria and India had a, a strict, um, you know, social media IT laws where all the social media's company have to really, um, you know, uh, has to come under. They have to come under the social media laws. So I think the first victim, what we as a company have, we took is first respect the law of the country, law of the land, and uh, respect the national sovereignty. And we call that as a transnational localism strategy. So being a global company, you should be transnational, think global, but act local, respect the local people, you know, local culture, hire local people, have local office, right? So these are the things um, you should be really prepared enough. And, um, you know, um, and you should really implement the local laws and respect the local laws. And if local law says that you have to have your data inside the country, the law data cannot go outside the country, then you have to put a data center. No, if you don't have a data center, then you cannot do business there, right? So it is like we have as a company, we have taken a, a, a strong stand that uh, we respect the local law, you know, and, and that's exactly what the transnational localism. And going forward, I think this is going to be the norm than the exception. You know, China already have a virtual wall and they have social media companies, you no know, Chinese social media companies. Right. And, uh, you, know, you, uh, you know, you saw the Nigeria problem. And then, you know, uh, I'm sure like uh, South Africa is have going to have their own, uh, you know, privacy laws. The poppy is coming up, which is a, right. a protection of uh, the personal information that's coming up. And, um, you know, uh, Dubai, uh, you know, the financial center has a data protection law. So they have a lot of, you know, uh, laws. Egypt has a data protection law introduced last year. So, you know, as a vendor, you have to respect those uh, data protection laws, you know, and respect the law of the country. And uh, let the law take its own course, you know. So uh, whenever uh, you want to, you cannot, you, you cannot really being a platform provider. You cannot really, uh, you know, uh, dictate terms on that, you know. So as a vendor, you have to really, uh, you know, uh, abide by the law of the country. I think that's important right. for a for a business vendor, and that's exactly what the stand we took at so. Right. With more and more such uh, laws, and we hope to see that the surveillance or the extent to which um, these uh, data holding comp um, companies do surveillance on us is going to be reduced significantly and businesses will have to prepare themselves for that. Um, and you mentioned about South Africa, uh, Haider. What is a new Poppy Act in South Africa? And uh, can you tell us without any jargons? Because the minute we go onto a website, we see this small privacy pop-up. Most of us don't even read it. We don't understand what's inside. Some of it is intentionally complicated, and we just tend to click on I agree. So if you were to uh, summarize the Poppy Act for us without any jargons in plain English, what are its core aspects? Sure, sure. I think the golden standard for privacy law is the GDPR, the European Union privacy law. You know? And the Poppy is uh, you know, following the footsteps of uh, GDPR. It's called the protection of personal information. So there's a slight difference between GDPR and Poppy. 
GDPR is a law, privacy law for all the residents in European Union, while Poppy is for all the South Africans. You no, know, uh, South African could be residing inside the country or outside the country. So this is a small difference between Poppy and GDPR, but more or less they follow the same footstep. No, there are a uh, few uh, easy concepts. There's only three terminologies. You know, there's no much jargon. So, you know, there's a much details to it. The first one is the data subject. You as a user, as a, as a citizen, or as, as a customer, as an individual. You know, so that person is called data subject. You know? So you have to give a consent on uh, what data you, uh, a vendor can collect and process it, and for what purpose they can process it. So you have all the rights. To say what data of mine can go to any uh, business. So, right. so what the, those data is called is the personal information. They call it as PI. So about me, you know, name, age, address, my, uh, my, you know, uh, driving license ID, my tax ID, my passport, social security number, and could be, you know, your education background and some special fields like your religious belief, you know, or your criminal records. So all these data constitutes as a personal information of the data subject, the person, right? And the per, the business which is processing it is called the responsible party. You know, forget about the uh, jargon, but as a business, you know, it is called data control in GDPR terms. So there's a responsible party. You have a responsible and you are the responsible party to process that personal information of the data subject, yeah. right? And either you can process it or you can give it to an operator who can process on your behalf. So that is called operator. So these are top three informations, personal information about the data subject processed by the uh, businesses, what they call it as a responsible party. Got so it. as business, the responsibility, it is your responsibility to declare for what purpose you're collecting the data. And you should be open enough to you know, inform the authority of any data breach of the you know, data subject. Mm -hmm. So that's a fundamental thing of GDPR and Poppy. You know, and, and when it comes to Poppy, this is going to affect all the business in South Africa. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's not just a software business or just any digital companies who, who are in the digital world, but it's going to affect all the business when, wherever they're going to collect the personal information of the data subject. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Haydan. And we also. I'm sorry, sorry I'll give an example and then I'll just uh, close sure, it. So, definitely. We love examples. Sure. So one of the example is uh, you can have an you should have an opt-in and opt-out in the marketing email as you send it to the customers. As a Mizoho, as a response body, you need to have an opt-in and opt-out. So so that the customers have a choice to opt out for any marketing mailers. And the right. online forms from where you collect the personal information, you should make sure you encrypt the data and store it, and you use the data explicitly for the consent for the purpose what the uh, you know the data subject has given permission to you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you are levied heavy fines up to you know one million rands or imprisonment of ten years. So that's a you know, summary of uh, Thank you. Consent seemed to be a very very important thing here, uh, Haider. Thanks for uh, talking about Poppy. We also have a session dedicated on Poppy coming up on the twenty third of June in Zoho Live at four pm GST. Andrew Bone, South Africa Country Manager, is going to be talking to a technology analyst called Arthur Goldstack. So stay tuned. You can go ahead and hit subscribe to the Zoho Middle East and Africa YouTube channel if you want to be reminded. And the date is twenty third June again. So um, while we're still talking. Talking about uh, laws and uh, government acts, Haider, what are the other upcoming laws about privacy and security in the Middle East region and how is Zoho preparing for them? 
Yeah, I think as I said, right, every country is going to be very conscious about uh, privacy and and uh, more and more privacy laws are going to come up, you know. And um, so, you know, after the whole the Facebook, Cambridge Analytica data scandal, you know, um, every country's recently, I, as I said, India has, has introduced more uh, stringent IT laws for social media companies. And uh, so UAE already have a data protection law. You know, the Dubai International Finance Center, whenever a business wants to set up their office in financial center, they have to really adhere to the DPF, the data protection law. This has been introduced last year, 2020. And Egypt already has a data protection law similar to GDPR, which they introduced uh, 2020. But, um, uh, you know, these companies have, uh, these countries have already introduced, but uh, they haven't enforced so strictly, but in the, in the coming years, they will be enforcing it. But more and more countries are going to follow the footstep. You know, footpath, uh, uh, you know, um, I know that um, uh, some of the countries in Middle East and even in Africa, right? I'm sure Nigeria would be coming up with some of the data protection law with the latest uh, happenings around the, in the country, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can expect something around. So I think uh, more and more countries are more conscious about it, want to protect their citizens' data, protect the country data, and want to have more control on it. And, and vendors like Zoho have to really you know, uh, uh, really abide by the uh, law of the land. Got it. And um, you also briefly spoke about Apple, Heather. So Apple is one other uh, privacy first company. And uh, like you said, the new Apple update has enabled users from preventing their apps or the browser from tracking data. And how do you think this new um, Apple's release with respect to browsers or apps is going to affect businesses? Yeah. So uh, definitely, it's going to be a nightmare for ad-based business, <laughs> right? So it's going to affect the ad-based business, uh, but not unfortunately uh, not for companies like Zoho. Right. So uh, uh, Apple in their WWDC event, you know, uh, yesterday uh, they have introduced their uh, iOS 15. So as part of 15, they have enhanced the ATT, you know, the mm. application tracking, app tracking, and transparency. So uh, today, um, you know, after the sorry, after the iOS 15 update. Um, you know, application have to exclusively uh, ask access from the user whenever they are going to access the location, your uh, you know, microphone, your contacts, or your photos. You know, so all these are sensitive information. You know, so you have to be really careful about, about these four information as a consumer. Location, microphone, contacts, and photos. These are very easily the app can really take this information and actually controlling that info uh, uh, how easily i mean it's not so easy for application anymore to take those information you have to explicitly state for what purpose you want to get those information and yeah, it does yeah. so it also provides a uh, no what is the activity you know um, uh, how much how often it's been accessed all these hmm. locations like, hmm. so microphone contacts and photos how often it's been accessed by the application got it got it that's a, a, a phone part and in the email part, they have given you know a lot lot of us are not even aware of in an email and send an invisible pixel sized image which may not you may not even notice in with your with your eyes you know that can silently sit will be sitting inside your email and as soon as you email that is actually a third party tracker you know it's a Trojan horse and that can as soon as you open the email it knows that the third party knows that you have opened the email. And from that, you can also steal IP. They can know that it's location of from where you open the email, you know. And, and and this is the invisible image embedded. 
and now uh, with this update apple is really removing those things and uh, and as part of that mail client they are making it as uh, strict uh, and not going to allow these things and uh, and even the cd right so we have the virtual assistant equivalent to uh, assistant in in ios which is siri and siri data whatever you talk right it, the data has been passed to the server say the cloud apple cloud and they've been processing that but now from they'll be processing it at the client side at the phone side and which means you can even ask siri offline going forward so these yeah. are the, some of the updates what they've done as part of the latest ios these are certainly welcome updates, Haider. Thank you for summarizing them. Um, at this juncture, I also need to stop and ask, why does Zoho care? Why does Zoho care for privacy and security? Yeah, I think uh, Zoho fundamentally, right, um, is a privacy conscious company. Now, I can go back to 2006 when we first drafted our privacy document. Even before GDPR things and all came into uh, into action, no, we said that. Uh, in the 2006 privacy, we are not going to sell your data. We are not going to sell your data. So as a company, you can be, uh, you know, financially extremely profitable, but morally you can be bankrupt. <laughs> no, so you have to choose between, as a culture, you have to choose between a financial motivation, motivation and a moral motivation. Right. So we have built the company on three fundamental, uh, you know, privacy principles. We don't own your data. We don't sell your data and we'll never do advertisements. Beautiful. We'll never do. Right? Beautiful. So these are the these are the cultural and deep-rooted thing, you know, and uh, 24 years we have stood to these core principles and we are thriving. And that's a testimony that Zoho cares about privacy. And and we are GDPR compliant, SOC2 compliant, we are ISO 27009. And we are compliant to the latest privacy information management system, which is a very strict uh, you know, uh, uh, act, which is the ISO 27701. We mm -hmm. have two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. We have file encryption, data encryption. So all the security measures, we take security seriously. There are exclusively security, you know, um, and, uh, and uh, even beyond product, we put second privacy even beyond the product. You know? So that's the kind of attention uh, we give it to privacy and security, and we stood by it for the last 25 years. For good. Thank you. For good. And we have Thank a question have from a customer here, uh, Haider. And the question is, which security standards does, does Zoho CRM comply with? Do you perform penetration testing? Penetration testing. I'm not sure how penetration testing is. Yeah, sure. They ask, which security standard does Zoho CRM comply with? And do you perform, do you as in do, does Zoho perform penetration testing? Yes, we do perform uh, penetration testing. And, uh, you know, so uh, we we have our in-house, you know, uh, uh, security team, white hat team, team. And we also hire our third party for exclusively for penetration penetration testing, right? Especially when you're going to talk about, talk a business with, uh, Enterprises, you know, enterprises, larger enterprises themselves have a penetration team and they have a auditing, you know, third party uh, penetration uh, security audit firms, which they would put, uh, uh, which they would record it as. And, uh, you know, uh, we have fared really good, you know, and uh, and also we have a internally a penetration testing, not just for CRM, for all the Zoho products. 
got it got it thank you and uh, this is a question that more many people wanted me to ask either so i'm reading this question out there is this toss up always between an amazing ai and complete privacy you cannot have it both ways says google apple leans towards privacy and misses out on ai google leans towards ai and misses out on privacy at least until very recently with zoho's pro privacy stance will zoho's customers suffer a setback in this most important wave of them all which is the ai wave yeah sure so i think uh, uh, the fundamental question we have to ask is uh, it's okay to collect the uh, data you know uh, when it comes to there's always a tussle between privacy and ai right right so uh, people think like if you are a privacy concern company then you cannot provide more intelligence about or more ai to your customers it's actually misnomer it's actually misnomer no, privacy no. Uh, concern company uh, but we are providing you know excellent uh, ai stuff to our customers so it's not about whether collecting data you can always have uh, uh, concern you can take concern from the user and collect the data but you should not pass the data to any third party that's a primary thing you no know? so at zoho we collect data and uh, uh, we have it in our own data center and we don't send it or share it to any third party i can give an example of an ai you know in our zoho crm system uh, where we ex exactly we'll say to the sales person hey contact this customer at this time so that there's a more chance you can close this deal so there's more probability to close this deal right. so this is based on a lot of looking at a lot of data and uh, and so that uh, so this is a very productive thing for for a sales person because sales person job is to close close more deals no right. and so for uh, for our support software like zoho desk right mm -hmm. as soon as a ticket comes in we do a sentiment analysis of the ticket of the content and we raise a flag whenever we find that uh, it's a, there's a negative very negative sentiment and we want immediate attention of an agent and we throw the flag you no know? so right. just that looking at the data you no know, then when you have thousands of or uh, tens and thousands of, you know email flowing in your system and if you want to have a you know you need to analyze the system analyze the each and every record and and do a sentiment analysis so that's been driven by our ai so i can talk such you know 100 ai use cases done in zoho but right. yet we are a privacy concern privacy conscious company so it's you know, no ads and privacy don't don't go with each other but right. not privacy Oh, that's a brilliant uh, point that you make. Yeah, that's a brilliant point because um, this doesn't mean since Zoho is pro privacy, this doesn't mean we are going to go down on our AI scope. We are still going to be uh, a pro on AI too, but within the bounds and limits of customers' data and privacy is what you're saying. Thank that's you, right. uh, Haider. And with that, I just want to ask one last question. Would you like to mention some of the books that have inspired you? Because we know you are a technology leader, and you literally built tons of products. So, whatever uh, books that you name, which may have inspired you, might be of help to the viewers. Sure. So this is a great book, you know, uh, that talks about the history of Honda. So, uh, it's called Inside Honda, Jeffrey Rothfeder. So where the author talks about uh, the founder Sachiro uh, Honda, the founder of Honda, and uh, where he hails from, he comes from a very small village uh, near Mount Fuji, and uh, started, you know, this uh, building motorcycle, uh, no motor for a bicycle, and becoming a multinational automobile company. Very inspiring. 
And so the, the, the takeaway point here is for all the entrepreneurs is in a person who comes from a tech background, it's a very important use. You put a very deep uh, rooted, you know, deep knowledge on technology and translate that as a, you know, into a real business. Fundamental thing is you have to have that persistence and perseverance in terms of spending the rent. That's exactly what uh, Honda has uh, done. And uh, this is a, a can-do attitude of not just Honda, but of every Japanese, you know. It's a very inspiring story and I would highly recommend all the entrepreneurs and all the business people to read it and uh, on the success of Honda. Yeah, I thought I will uh, finish with this question, but I think I have one last question also, Haider. Um, you've been with Zoho for more than two decades now and uh, you've literally built products from the scratch. Like you could have done all of these things as an entrepreneur yourself, but you chose to stick with the brand and do it. And maybe you could be an epitome of this, but there are tons and tons of managers inside Zoho who have easily spent about a decade in the company. What is it that brews a lot of startup inside Zoho itself? What is that yes, secret I element think, in Zoho? I think the secret element is, um, you know, treat your employees, treat your team members as you want to, you know. So as a person, I want to be treated with the right freedom, with the right space. So that's what I've been enjoying for the last two decades. And I give the same space to my my team members and they give it to their team members. You know? So that's how you build that culture, right? And, uh, you know, 90% of the managers at Zoho, they started as a trainee at Zoho. And there are people, hundreds of people who stayed with this company for more than 10 years. So what is the motivation for them? The space, the freedom, you know, uh, not holding for the failures. Right. So these are the uh, very important cultural thing. And we have people, you know, we have people who have been a receptionist becoming a tech writer and right. becoming a marketer, a physical security person becoming a programmer. Right. So as long as you have the passion, you have the willingness, you give the space for people to try out and then you know uh, you you really then raise the bar and i'm sure they will accept so that's a success story of uh, zoho uh, being the business for the last 25 years that's beautiful uh, haider thank you so much um, i certainly learned a lot today and this is a series we don't end with just this episode two more episodes are coming up on zoho live so subscribe to the channel if you want to keep in touch with all the privacy updates from zoho live thanks again haider i'll see you later thank you thank you